Pretty serious word. All right. Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Baba Kama Da Memhei. A special thank you to David Merzel and for those who are Mishtate from the learning on Shabbos. Um, all you? All texts. Full credit where credit is not due. Um, so we're starting at a at a new Mishnah on the bottom of Mem Dalit on the base. I hope my voice holds up. It started to wane just a little bit this afternoon. We are four lines from the bottom. Here we go. Shorshu Yotzeli Sakel. Let's say that you have a shore and it is Yotzeli Sakel. It's on its way out to be stoned. That's actually not what the Gemara means. What the Gemara means is that it went to a Gemar Din and the Bezdin Paskind that the shore was Chayef Skila. If that happens, then all of the following things are true. The Hikdisho Bailov, and at that time, after the Gemar Din was put into place, the Bailam were Makdish the animal, Eino Muktash, because the animal is Chayef Skila. So your, your Hekdish doesn't work. <clears throat> Shechato, if the animal was Shechted after the Gemar Din, but before the Skila, then Besaro Asr, you're still not allowed to eat that animal. If after the animal gored, but before the Gemar Din was, was dropped from the Bezdin, then so here we see a line in the sand that the moment that an animal becomes Asr Behana after it gores is not after the goring, but rather after Bezdin determines that it's Chayef Skila. The action of the goring alone is not what makes an animal Chayef Skila. It is a Bezdin that's Machria on the animal that he is Chayef Skila. At that point, once the Gemar Din kicks in, then there is an Isra status on the animal. And therefore, prior to that Isra status, which happens at the Gemar Din, any transactions he does are valid. But after the Gemar Din kicks in, and now they stipulate that the animal is Chayv Skila, under those circumstances, then the Din is that uh, the animal is Asr Behana, and none of the transactions work. Then the Mishnah totally changes gears, two lines from the bottom. Masru l'shomer chinam this is what we typically refer to as the Arba Shomrim. We have the um, we have the Shomer Chinam, who is just a nice guy who's trying to help out. We have a, a Shoel, who's a borrower, a Nosei Sachar, and a Socher. We have a, a person who is hired hand, that's a Nosei Sachar. Elsewhere in Shas, referred to as a Shomer Sachar. And we also have a Socher, who's a renter. So Shtikl Machlokas in the Gemara, where Nosei Sachar falls in, is a Nosei Sachar, a Shomer Chinam, a Shomer Sacher, excuse me. Is he more similar to a Shomer Chinam or is he more sim similar to uh, to a Socher? We'll discuss that a little bit in the Gemara. Okay, so one of these four Shomrim, if they're holding your animal, so let's say I am one of those Shomrim, I'm a Shomer Chinam or a Shoel, whatever, and I have your animal. And then what's the din if something happens while I'm watching the animal? The Mishnah says, two lines from the bottom, I replace you. If I am a Shomer and something happens while I'm watching the animal, the din is that I am Achroi. I'm responsible for what happens. And therefore, the regular rules that would have applied to you apply to me. And therefore, if the animal's damage was done, Bitamus, if it was done as a docile animal before it was considered to be a Muad, I'd pay Chati Nezek. And if it was a Muad, I would pay Nezek Shalim. That brings us to the open of the Gemara at the bottom of Mem Daladim and Beis. Let's jump into a Brisa that's similar. Um, it's just the order of the facts are reversed, but very similar to our Mishnah. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis have taught us in a Brisa. We'll see this Gemara later on in the Masechda. Shor Shehemis, we have an animal that uh, that killed, it gored. 
And this is the same exact halachos as we saw in our Mishnah. Up until the time that Bezdin determines that the animal is chayv skila, well, then there's no Isra Hana yet. And because there's no Isra Hana, machur, machro machur, if you sell it, the sale is good because the animal still has value. Ikdisho muktash, if you want to send it over to the base of muktash, you can do so. And shachto abusaro motor, and if you shech that you're allowed to eat the animal. Again, we're talking about from the time the animal gores up until, but not including the gemardin. However, on memheyam ralaf on the second line, uh, oh, sorry, one more din that needs to be added here. That if I, as a shomer, under these circumstances, if I'm a shomer and the animal gores, and now I want to give it back to you, am I allowed to give it back to you? Says the Gemara, that as long as it's prior to the Gemar din, state in the Mishnah and state in the Brisa here, that I am allowed to return it muhzar. However, once the animal has gored, and has been uh, paskened by Bezdin that it needs to be killed. Now the animal is as a chiyuf skila, and therefore it's aser behana. So therefore, all of these transactions that he tries to do while the animal animals aser behana, they don't count. What does that mean? Your sale doesn't count. You're selling an animal that has no value. You try to give it to the base of Mikdash, no value. It doesn't work. If you shech that the animal can't be eaten because it's Asr Be'anah. And lastly, when an animal is Asr Be'anah, you can't just give it back to the owner. That wasn't the animal you borrowed. It wasn't the animal you rented. You rented an animal that had value. This animal is Chayv Skila based on a Gemar Din from the Bezdin and therefore it's not worth anything. All of this is the Tanakhama. On this last Nakuda, we have a Machlokas from Rabbi Yaakov. On the fifth line of Mem Hayyam the Gemara says, Rabbi Yaakov Omer, you're always allowed to return the animal. So let me articulate the machlokas between the, the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yaakov, and then we'll try to figure out what they're arguing about. According to the Tanakama, once the Gemar Din kicks in, and we know that the animal is Chayv Skila, so then I cannot take that animal as the Shoel and just give it back to you. The animal has no value. And if you're the Bailem, you're not, you don't have to take it back from me. Masha'en Kane, Rabbi Yaakov holds that you are still allowed to give it back. And the Gemara wants to know, perhaps the machlokas between the Rabbonon and Rabbi Yaakov is as follows. De Rabbonon Savre, Ein Omrim. We do not say, That would be the Tanakama. We do not say, when something is Asr Behana, that here you go, take your animal back. We do not say that. Namely, if I'm a shomer and I have your animal and the animal gores and has a gemar din of skiva, so then I, I I am not allowed to just go over to you and say, here's your animal, because the animal's asr behana. There's no value of that animal. However, verav Yaakov sabar omrim be we do say, even by surehana, harei shel What is the halachic power of a borrower to say back to the bailim, here's your animal that I borrowed, when the animal no longer has value? That's annoying. Think about it. If you're the owner and you lend me your cow for $1,000 and on, in my watch, that animal gores and Bezdin Paskins on it that it's Chayef Skila. So now your $1,000 animal due to my holding it and, and possessing it is worth zero. So am I just allowed to give it back to you? That's a machlokas between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yaakov. He's Chayef in payments. We're going to see that in a moment. He's chayv to pay. He is chayv to pay. But the question is about the Isra Hana status. When there is an Isra, he's obligated to pay mumminous. No, that's for sure. But the animal that he has now has no value. 
So I don't, I can't force you to retake that animal. That's not the animal you gave me. Because the animal you gave me is a thousand. The animal I'm giving you is a zero. It doesn't have any value. So he pays the nezek to whoever was injured, but not to the. Well, he pays it to the bailim. He does pay it. To, oh yeah, he pays both. Right. He has to pay it to the victim, and I owe you because I because I was a shoel. I owe you the full cost of the animal. We're talking about the animal itself, which has no value right now. I can't force you to retake that animal. Because now I'm giving you back an animal that literally you can't use. There's zero value. It's not just zero value. It's a burden. <laughs> you, have, you have nothing to do with it. It's not helpful at all. So that's the machlokas. The Gemara says, how does this work? Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbah, I disagree. We're 10 lines down on Memhei Amar Aleph. And the Gemara says that on the recommended machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Akiva, that perhaps we're arguing about a, an, an animal that has the status of Isr Hana as to whether or not uh, the Bailam are allowed to give it, are allowed to receive. Uh, if the Shoal is allowed to give it back to the Bailam, Rabbah says, no way. Amar Rabbah, de Kule Alma, everybody really holds that Omrim bi Hana Everyone agrees you're allowed to do that. How do we know this? From the world of Pesach. De Im if you don't say that this is true, if you say that, in fact, there is a machlokas, like we just tried to present between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yaakov, the Rabbanan and Rabbi Yaakov, niflog le'inyan chametz bepesach. We know that there's a well-known din called chametz she'avar ala bepesach. If you have chametz that was not sold, you didn't do bittel, halach so you owned it over Pesach, that violated the Isra of Bal Yiro, Bal Yimotza. You're not allowed to own chametz on Pesach. And the halacha is that it's chametz she'avar ala bepesach, you're not allowed to eat it. So let's say that I stole something from you or I borrowed something from you and I didn't sell it and you didn't sell it. So it's Chametz Shavar Lava Pesach. What's its value? Zero. Nothing. Yes or no. But when this Gemara is discussed in Masechah's Psachim, there's no Baal Plugta. Everyone agrees you can say Haresh al and give it back to the Baalim. So if if you want to say there's a Machlokas over here between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yaakov, that's fine. But then you also have to say there's a machlokas over there, but you can't because there isn't. So therefore, our recommended um, root of the machlokas between the, the Chachamim and Rabbi Yaakov has to be wrong. So then the Gemara pivots and tries a second attempt at trying to explain the machlokas between the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yaakov. And let's review. Their machlokas is about when the Shoel says back to the Bailim, here's your cow, post Gmar Din, now that the animals chayv skila and aser be'anot. Do you have to take back the animal? Yes or no? So says the Gemara, maybe that machlokas is like this. Ella, pacha, really, begomren dino shel shor shelobafon of kimiflage. What we're talking about is whether or not a gemardin can be meted out when the cow is not present. The only way you're ever allowed to meet out a gemardin on a shore, on a cow, is if the cow is in court. Could you imagine the scene? Right, it's it's like a bit wild, uh, as you can see the uh, plaintiff and the defendant, and one of them is a cow. Right, that's what the Gemara seems to say as a recommendation in the Machlokas that when it comes to the Machlokas between the Rabbanon and Rav Yaakov, the rabbis hold Ein Gomrim Dino Shalshar Why? The Amar because perhaps the argument could be E Ahadarte Nihali, had you given me my animal back, the Bailam said to the Shoel, have a Leila Agma. I would have sent off my animal all the way to the to the water bank. And Hashta Atafsase Lisoroi, now my animal is caught, but Biyada Dina But now it's in the hand of Bez, and I don't even have any leverage over them. I can't even 
do the little stick that I wanted to do to make him run away. So that's the sheet of the Rabbanon. Halfway down, Rav Yaakov, Savar, no. Gomrim dino shel shor, Cares if the animal is there. Why do I need the animal in court? He doesn't understand anything. Oh, we had the short pikeach a couple of days ago. But shores, they're not that smart. Dolphins might be a little smart. Monkeys are pretty smart. We share a lot of DNA with them. But they're still pretty dumb. And when you're talking about a cow, he's not processing what's happening in the courtroom. So if that's true, why in the world would I need them, says Rabbi Yaakov. So, so, says the Gemara. Migmar havu The din would be the same. Who cares if the, if the animal's caught, not caught, in the room, not in the room. Lemaisa, we know what happened. There's Adim. We know what the shore did. Shalom Yisrael. So this, the Gemara, does seem to accept as the machlokas between Rabbi Yaakov and the Rabbanon in regards to whether or not a shoel who has your animal, and now that animal is Asr Ba'ana, if I can force it to be received by you, the Rabbanon say, you cannot do that because the shore has to be present during the Gemara din. Otherwise, the animal is not Asr Ba'ana yet. And according to Rabbi Yaakov, they are allowed to force it. My time at the Rabbanon. Why do the rabbis say what they say? That ain't gomrim dino shal shor The Gemara says, because the Pasuk reads, beginning of the line, a little bit more than halfway down, just like when the Bailem, when a human being is, is brought into court and his case is being adjudicated and he has to be put to death and he has to be physically present. The same thing would be true with an animal. So the Gemara makes a hackish between a human being and the shore. And just because a human being has to be present in uh, in court when he is uh, getting out his jury's sentence, the same thing is true with a short. It's a bit of a wild, heckish. Uh, what does one thing have to do with the other? Also, I wonder, during COVID, we had a lot of these cases or in logistical cases when you're when you have a murder trial and the defendant is in jail and they're live streaming. So let's say this is correct. That I mean, part of this is correct. That Misas Bailem, the the defendant, has to be present. Would Zoom count? Would a Zoom testimony be considered the Torah's threshold of the defendant being present in order to actually get capital punishment? Yes, no, maybe. Don't know. But the Gemara here says that according to the Rabbanon, just like we have to have the Bailem present physically, so too we have to have the Shore present. It's not because the Shore understands anything, and it's not because anything will be different in the transaction, but it's a Hekish. And if it's true by Misas Bailem, it's true by Misas Shvarim. Okay. That's crazy. I mean, respectfully, I don't mean in a mean way, just a, it's it's a little, it's it's surprising is a little bit of a nicer word. Why couldn't it be that this is a way to prevent the Ramad from taking that that sure or whatever, and selling it to somebody before the din, and then the din is is passed, and then he ripped the, the third person off. You're saying according to the Rabbanon? Yeah. But the Rabbanon are saying that it's a hekish. A hekish is not a svara. A hekish, well, you're giving a svara. You're saying, I can solve a problem. Hekish is not saying I can solve a problem. Hekish is saying that these are two peas in a pod. And it happens to be the halacha by bailim is that uh, you have to be physically present if you're the defendant. The same din is true over there. Not logical. Just, uh, it's a derech halimut. When we have a hekish, it's not because it makes sense to us. You know, sometimes when people go to Bezdin, they're surprised by the response. Because halacha isn't always based purely on svara. It's sometimes based on a hekish. Sometimes it's based on a kalvachomer. Sometimes it's based on a gzeris akasu. Sometimes it's based on a ribui and a miut. Or, uh, there's a hundred possible limudim that we don't know about because we're not dayanim. 
So it's not always a Pasha Zach to go to Bezdin. It's not always. I mean, we should do I'm not saying we shouldn't go to Bezdin and go to court. That's not what I mean. We should always go to Bezdin first, wherever, wherever reasonable and possible. But just don't have an expectation that everything is what you think is Svaradik. It's not that's not true. That's not true. So all of that was the Rabbanon. The, the Rabbanon say that the reason why we need to have the shore present is not because he's going to take the stand, but it's because we have a Hekesh from Bailam to Shvar. The Rabbi Yaakov, why does Rabbi Yaakov say differently? Rabbi Yaakov, he says, Bishlam of Bailam, B'nai Tainaninu. I understand why we need the Bailam there, the defendant. The man gets to be a Ben Taina. He gets to open his mouth and say, Sir, I think you misunderstood what happened. My animal didn't run and gore. That person took out a red, took out a red sheet and was uh, antagonizing my animal. That totally changes things. That's uh, they're allowed to take the stand and talk. Also interesting, you don't see this a lot in Alakha, that the defendant takes the stand. Have you ever seen this? It's always based on Aiden. Nobody cares what the guy says. We all, we only look at Aiden. His opinion is uh doesn't matter. But over here, the Gemara seems to say that we do have this. Uh, opportunity for the uh, for the Bailam to have a to be a bentaina. Masha says the Gemara, Elashor Barta Nosahu. What are you expecting from the shore? He's gonna give a swara. You know, before I gored the guy, I saw a red mat. <laughs> He's a cow. He's a cow. So Rabbi Yaakov doesn't he doesn't he ignores the hackish. He doesn't care about it. That brings us to the two dots, two thirds of the way down, maybe a drop more. We had said in our Mishnah that all the Arab Shomrim. We had said over there that if a Shoel or any of the Shomrim take over your animal for a period of time, then whatever happens during that time as it relates to Goring is the responsibility of that Shomer. So let's get into the Sugeh. There are four people that can replace the responsibilities of the Bailim. Someone who watches for free, someone who borrows, someone who's paid to watch, and someone who rents. During that time, Hargo, if the animal that you're watching, you the Shoel, uh, if that animal gores, so Tamin, if the animal was still in a docile state, then Nehergen, the animal gets killed, and if it kills a person, it would be Pater from Kofer. Muadin, if the animal was already a dangerous animal, so then Nehergen Umeshalmanesa Kofer. Then, not only is the animal killed, which is Pashat, but of course the animal will pay Kofer because the din of Kofer, which is a din that applies when an animal kills uh, a person, that applies by a case of Muad. And as well, I, the Shoel, in addition to having to pay the Muad payments to the victim, I also have to pay back, this is what we were discussing earlier, I also have to pay back you, the Bailim, who owns the shore. Because remember, I got your animal killed especially if it's Muad. If it became Muad under me, it's on me. So I have to, I owe you an, I owe you a cow. I owe you another Betsy, whatever the cost is. Chutz mi shomer chinam, these words are going to become very important shortly. However, it's not true with a shomer chinam. With a shomer chinam, then I don't have to be machzir demei shor lebailav. The Gemara asks a couple of questions. Amre, the question that was posed was, hey chidami, what is the case that we're talking about? Iden natre, if the shomer was watching the animal carefully, then everyone should be putter. Why would anyone, Tom, Muad, whatever, if my Shmira was a good Shmira and the animal has hops and was able to jump over a fence that it should not be able to jump over, so then he did not if you did your good job, so then Afilu Kulhu Nami Lifteru. And be either low Natre, and if you did not do a good job of Shmira, well, if that's true, then Afilu Shomer Chinam, 
Nechayev. Even the Shomer Chinu, who has the lowest level of burden, because he's not even being paid, he's putter from Geneva Naveda, he's putter from Ones. I mean, whatever, you got to watch the umbrella, but you don't have to buckle it down and whatever, just put it in your front closet, do basic Shmira. But if what you're saying is that the Shomer Chinam didn't even lock the gate to the bull, so he's an idiot and he's, yeah, of course he's going to be chayv. Everyone should be chayv in that case. So what's our Mishnah talking about? What's the Brisa talking about? If there was no Shmira, so then everyone's chayv. And if there was Shmira, everyone should be Pater. So the Gemara says, Amri, four lines from the bottom on Mem Hei Amri, Hacha B'mayaskinon, Denatre Shmira P'chutsa, Lonatre Shmira Mu'ula. This is where you did your basic responsibilities of watching. However, you weren't just checking off a box. You were only checking off a box. You were not doing an exceptional job in watching. I'm just going to make up a parameter. Instead of locking the animal in a backyard and putting a leash on it, all you did was lock the animal in the backyard and you didn't put a leash on it. You did shmira pchusa. You did a little bit, the basic, you know, like the cheapy version of shmir, but you didn't do anything special. Shomerchinam, in regards to a Shomerchinam, and the reason why the Brisa said the language of chutz, Mishomerchinam, in regards to have to be have to paying have to pay back the initial owner, that's why we said Shomerchinam is left out of that because Kalsalo Shmiraso. You who are being being paid zero have the lowest level of obligation of Shmira. So here's how it works. And I'm just gonna be I'm making a little bit of stuff up here, but you'll get the point. The Shomerchinam who's watching for free. He has to do shmira pchusa, very, very basic. But if you're a shoel, your shmira has to be much better. And in between, there are gradations also for no se sachar and for socher. But a shomer chinam, it's not the same shmira for everyone. They're different. They're different. If you're a shomer chinam, your shmira can be minimal. And you're, you'd be putter if anything happened. You're fine. Basic is okay. But Hanach says the Gemara, not the Shomer Chinam, the other three, the Nosei Sachar and the Sochar and the Shoel, those three Hanach, lo they did not do a good job. That's why the Brisa distinguishes between a Shomer Chinam, where it says that it's Potter from paying back the Dmei Shor Lebailah. If I'm the Shoel, I don't have to pay you back, even though I got your animal killed, if I'm a Shomer Chinam. But if I'm a Nosei Sachar or a Sochar or a Shoel, I would. Amre, the Gemara asks, Kiman, who is this like? The very bottom line of Memheyam Amr Alev, Iki Reb Meir. If you want to say that this approach is like Reb Meir, well, that does not make sense. Why not? Because on the top of Memheyam at Bezim, we're going to end the Parakimir Tashem today. There, Da'amar Socher Kishomer Chinam Dami, according to the Shita of Reb Meir, the level of Shmira that we require of a Socher is the same as that of a Shomer Chinam. And if that's true, then the Brisa which taught us that the Shomer Chinam has the lowest level of responsibility and is therefore potter from repaying the Bailim, then list nichutz mi Shomer Chinam If you're saying like Rav Meir, then there are two things in that Shomer Chinam category. There's Shomer Chinam and there's also Socher. So that Brisa that we learned on the bottom of Mem Hei Aleph cannot be Rav Meir. And V'i says the Gemara Kirav Yehuda, if you want to say it's like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, what does he say? Da'amar Socher, Kenosei Sachar Dami. 
if you want to say that it, that uh, that it's like Rabbi Yehuda who holds that socher is like a nose sachar, so then yes, nisnichut mishomerchinam. That part of the brayse is correct. But if you're saying that socher and nose sachar are the same, then it also should say v'chulan b'muadin paturin le'inyan kofer. Then even in the case of muad, everyone should have been putter from kofer, which would have been the din of Rabbi Yehuda, and we don't see that in our brayse either. So this we're going to see two answers. We're on Memheim at base, four lines down. Amravhuna Barchinana Hamani. Okay. You've made your point. It's difficult to understand our Mishnah. Who is that Shita like? Rebelazar he. And we're going to learn about these three Shitas in the next Mishnah. Rebelazar has a special din that if you have an animal that's a muad, there is only one course of action that is halachically acceptable to Amar Ain Lo Shmira Ella Sakin. The only way to watch a muad is to kill it. No trustworthiness of an animal that's been established as a muad. He is now a dangerous animal. It's the difference between a juvenile delinquent who's a little violent and a known serial killer. One kid maybe you can fix. The serial killer, l'chora not, right? You're not going to take these mamzerim who are killing people, who right? Who killed the animal? What? Who killed the animal? Doesn't say which that's not discussed. I don't know. I'm sure that I, I don't know is a better answer than it, it doesn't say. Our Gemara doesn't discuss it. But um, I would imagine that the Bilem have to kill him. And the animal, by the way, has no value. Especially if there's a Gemara den. Okay. So this is the unique sheet of Rebbe Lazar. And the Gemara says that our Brisa must be like Rebbe Lazar because our Brisa doesn't fit according to Reb Meir, who holds that a Shomer Chinam is like a Socher. And our Brisa doesn't fit like Rebbe Yehuda, who says that a Socher is like a Nosei Socher. And Ule Inyan Socher, the Gemara says, six lines down, Sabrullah Rebbe Yehuda. In regards to Socher itself, our Brisa is a bit of a blend. Primarily, behold, like Rebbe Lazar. But when it comes to a Socher, Sabrullah Rebbe Yehuda, Amar Socher, so that's approach number one as to how we understand our brisa that it's a blend between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yehuda. Abai is not having it. Abai Amar Lo'olam Ki Rab Meir. Really, our brisa is like Rab Meir, which is a problem. Rab Meir Shita's on the top of the page, top line on Mem Hayim at Beis, where he says Socher is Kishomrachinam Dami. But if in fact a Socher is like Kishomrachinam, then our brisa is missing words. When our brisa on the bottom of Mem Hayim at Aleph said Chutz Mishomrachinam, it should also say, if you're a Rab Meir guy, it should also say Veha Socher. But it doesn't say that. So therefore, Abaye explains, Rabbi Baravua actually understood the Machlokas of Meir and Rabbi Yehuda in opposite form. He understood the Shitas differently. Vitani, he said as follows, According to this version, Rav Meir in this Brisa doesn't say what he says on the top line of the page. On the top line, he says, Here on the eighth line, Rav Meir Omer Kishomer Sachar, that a Sochar is like a Shomer Sachar. So therefore, it's possible that our Mishnah is that way. Very good. So we had two answers to our Mishnah and Lamaisa. However, we look at it, we are able to figure out our Brisa according to either Reb Meir or possibly like the first approach that we took as a blend between Reb Laz and Reb Yehuda. And that brings us to the next day. Ten lines down on Mem Hayam and Beis. Let's continue. Am Reb Lazar, Let's say that you give me, I'm a Shomrachinam, you give me Betsy, and I'm, you say, Phil, I'm going out of town. Can you be a cow watcher? No problem. Happy to watch your cow. So he's a gift, my animal, if your animal, while I'm watching it, so I'm the Shomer Chinam, if the animal damages while I'm watching it, Chayev. Huzak, if it gets damaged, 
putter. Whole different layer. We've only been discussing goring. We haven't been discussing uh, the animal that I'm watching being gored. So you might have assumed that I'm, I've, I've taken the burden of responsibility to make sure your animal doesn't gore others, but I might not have taken responsibility to be the protector to prevent your animal from getting gored. Oh, so let's discuss. Amre Hechidami. They asked on this brisa. It's actually not a brisa. This statement of Rabbi Lazar. It's officially a memra. When we talk about uh, Amoraim, the Amoraim's statements were referred to in the Rishonim as a memra. Uh, and the memra is basically like a distillation of a shear that was given in Yeshiva. So Rabbi Lazar gave a shear. The conclusion of the shear was this that uh, So let's analyze. What's the case? If the Shomer Chinam accepted upon himself damages, even the damage of getting damage, then of course, Pashut, if I were a Shomer Chinam and you said, can you watch my dog? My job is both to make sure that the dog doesn't attack others and doesn't get attacked. But if I, as the Shomer Chinam, do not accept upon myself the damages that might happen to the animal, the Gemara in its questioning phase seems to assume that both my, my watching of your animal as it relates to damaging others and getting damaged are both one and the same. And whatever level of Shmira I take, those two things either come together or don't, or don't happen at all. So either, says the Gemara, I'm chayab on making sure your animal doesn't gore and doesn't get gored, or I am not chayab on that at all. But it seems to be that there's no middle of the road. So Amar Rava, the Gemara gives a little bit of, a, of an answer. We're getting close to the Mishnah here. Really, the Shomer Chinam, I did accept a burden of responsibility to keep your animal uh, from, from endangering others. Why is this case any different? Because I saw your animal was a shtickle wild. It wasn't a muad yet, but I saw it was wild. What is the standing assertion? What is the standing assumption when I am a Shomer Chinam? That what I've accepted upon myself, and this breaks the assumption of the question. The question assumed that my shmira of your animal from damaging others and for your animal getting damaged were different. And says Rava, were, were the same. And Rava says, no, they're very different. What's the stama de milsa? One third of the way down, Memhamid Bays. Delo azil ihu umazik achrini what I, as a Shomer Chinam, accepted upon myself is to ensure that your animal doesn't gore others. But to asi achrini umaski but that which the Gemara says is uh, another animal coming to damage, damage your animal, which I'm currently watching, lo asikadaite. That's the Gemara's conclusion. Let's summarize this Nakuda because it has a lot of practical applications. Let's say that, uh, let's just talk out the conclusion. What the Gemara says in the name of Rava is that if I become a Shomer Chinam, I am obligated to ensure that that which I have has been entrusted to me doesn't damage other things. But it is seemingly not my responsibility as a Shomer Chinam for that which damages your thing that I'm watching. Ledugma. If I have your car, right, I have to make sure that it doesn't damage other things. The car has to be parked normally. I have to close all the doors, right? I may not even be able to use your car as a Shomer Chinam. It may be a bad example. That's why animals are very good. The dog is an even better example. Now let's, let's go with the dog. A lot of people have dogs. So if you have a dog and you ask me to, to be your dog watcher, so Rava says, I'm only responsible for what your dog does as it relates to damaging others. 
but I'm not responsible as a Shomer Chinam, as the lowest level of Shmira, for damage that happens to your dog that I'm watching. That's a very fine line in the sand, but it also lowers my level of culpability and responsibility because I'm, I'm not being paid. That's what the Gemara says. New Mishnah. The Mishnah says halfway down on Memheim and Bez, if an animal was tied down with its reins, and the animal was locked up in, a, in an appropriate gate, and still, miraculously, it wriggled out of its rein and had hops and jumped over the wall. Rav Meir is a strict hardliner, and he says whether or not your animal is docile or dangerous, the halacha is that you are going to be chayev. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, um, he says, Tam Chayev, this is odd, and we're going to analyze all these sheets tonight, that the, the uh, animal that's docile, that's when you'd be Chayev if it escapes, but Umuad Pater, the more dangerous, this is backwards, but the more dangerous animal that is an escape artist, you'd be Pater if it causes damage to Nemar, V'lo Yishmarenu Be'alav, V'shamor Huzeh, this is Pater, the Pasuk of V'lo Yishmarenu Be'alav is said, by a muad, but you did your job. The only time a muad is going to be held accountable is when you don't do shmirah. But if you do your shmirah, you'll be pater. Rebbe Lazar Omer, ain't lo shmirah el asakin. And this was a sheet that we saw earlier on the page that according to Belazar, the only shmirah for a muad is death row. You know, again, again, just carrying over to our American system. We make an assumption that the people on death row don't belong in society anymore and by the power invested in whatever state they decided people are. They say about this Muad, he has no chance of healing, of repair. Say so we're going to kill him. Let's analyze these three shitas and then we'll uh, call it a day. The Gemara says two-thirds of the way down at the open of the Gemara, my taima de Rav Meir, what was the reason for the party line shita of Rav Meir that he held that uh, Bain Tam, Bain Muad, the Bailam Archaev, because, and this is a multi layered answer. Here's layer number one Stam Shvarim Labachezkas Shimur Kaimi. We assume that a cow is not typically in a state of being watched. The reason why we say that a Tam is held accountable is Dini Baile Shmir Pechusa, because since Stam Shvarim are Labachezkas Shimur Kaimi, and you didn't watch your Tam, so you're Chayev, because it, at the very least we need a Shmir Pechusa. And Hadar Amar Rachman of Eloishmerenu Gabe Muad, and this we explained already in the Mishnah that when it says Eloishmerenu, it says in regards to Muad, Dini Boile Shmir Meula, and by there, by the uh, Muad, it says that he needs a Shmir Meula. So as of now, we see that the that the Tam requires Shmir Pchusa, the Muad requires Shmir Meula. However, here's the final part of Rav Meir: the Yalef Negicha LeTam Negicha LeMuad. What we do is we have, it looks like a kalva chomer. We learn from the word negicha, which is written by Tom, to the word of negicha, which is written by Muad. And therefore, says Rav Meir, echad tam ve'echad muad chayev. That no matter what happens, even if you did an awesome shmira, it doesn't matter. You're always held accountable when your animal causes damage. Last of the short lines, Rabbi Yehuda Savar, he held a little bit differently. Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah had a very unique shita, and he said that a tam is going to be chayev, the docile animal will be chayev, while the dangerous animal will be potter. How did he get to that shita? And this is a complex answer also, multi-layered and complicated. Follow along. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, stam shvarim bechez kashimor kaimi. We do assume that the average shore is uh, is being watched. This is a Chiddush too. Because according to Yehuda, 
The Torah says that a tam has to pay. Why? Because unlike all the other shitas that we've seen before, Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that a tam requires a shmira me'ula. A tam requires even that higher level of shmira. And Hadar Amar Rachmana, then the Torah says, muad. And that teaches us that the Pasuk, which, which is written by Muad, where it says, shmira There too, we need to have Shmir Me'ula. But if that's true, then we've learned the same din twice. We've learned that a Tam needs Shmir Me'ula, and we learned that a Muad needs Shmir Me'ula. So the Gemara then jumps in. Have a Ribui Acha Ribui. And here's where we get into some of the uh, the exegetical rules of how to extract things from the Torah. And here the Gemara says, When you have two dinim in, the row, in a row in the Torah that teach us the same exact idea, then that means there's actually a mute that's supposed to be here. The ribui number one was that we learned that by a tam you need shmir me'ula, according to Yehuda. And number two was that we learned that not only by a tam, but even by a muad, you need shmir me'ula. So that's odd. Why would I have both of those things being taught? That's a ribui acha ribui. And ain ribui acha ribui elolamayit, therefore, mieta kasuv shmir me'ula. We therefore said that when it comes to the world of a muad, it must be that that is where the Torah is telling us that we do not need shmir me'ula is by a muad, because the Pasuk says, and therefore, Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that if a Tom escapes, you're going to be Chayiv, and if a Muad escapes, you're going to be Pater. And says the Gemara, the perhaps you would argue that even according to Rabbi Huda, we need to borrow the Kalva Chomer and use it here too, the same one that Rabbi Meir used a moment ago of Nagicha Latam, Nagicha Lamuad. No, says the Gemara, He argues that the Kalvachomer of Rav Meir is unacceptable because we have something that ruins it, which is Veloishmerenu applies only only to a Muad. The reason we only apply it to a Muad is because the Pasuk of Veloishmerenu was written by a Muad, but not in regards to a Tam. So therefore, the Gemara says that is how we know that a Tam is going to be Chayiv and a Muad is going to be Pater. Says the Gemara, hold on one second. I need the Pasuk of in regards to the love of not watching the animal carefully, in addition to teaching me that the Muad is going to be Pater. So says the Gemara, Im Kain, if that were to have been the case, that we couldn't learn that, that would only have been true if Nechtov Rachman Yishmor, my Yishmorenu, why does the Torah go out of its way to speak in plural? Says the Gemara, that teaches us that it is only about a muad and not about a tam. And another brysa, we're five, six lines into the wide lines on Memhei, Amud Beis, about 10 lines from the bottom, Tanya, the brysa writes, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov Omer, whether or not the animal is a tam or a muad, the halacha is that if even if you only do a shmir pchusa, you're pater. That is not what any of the shitas of our Mishnah said. This brisa is an added brisa. It's not, it doesn't align with our Mishnah. Let's analyze my taima. What is the reason why Rabbi Lazar says that bein tam bein muad, you'd be pater with a shmir pchusa? Because sabrlak Reb Yehuda to amar muad b'shmir pchusa sagile. He agrees with Reb Yehuda who holds that a shmir pechusa, that a minimal amount of watching is correct. And as well, and because he learns that a tam is potter with a shmir pechusa, and he applies the kalvachomer of negicha latam, negicha lamuad, we therefore see that bein latam, bein lamuad, you're going to be potter. The only thing when we said, 
when we said according to Rabbi Huda in our mission, and if you look back in our mission, what did we say that Thomas Chayev and Muad is Pater? So Rav Adabar Abbas qualifying what Rabbi Huda meant when he said that the Muad is Pater. And what he says is as follows. When we say that the Muad is Pater, it does not mean that he pays zero. If that animal is Muad and you are watching it and it escapes, you're putter for part of it, only the, the muad aspects because of the pasuk of Eloish Marenu. But tamus omedes. But the tam aspects, it's a minimal payment. You'd have to pay the half. Chatzinezek. No matter what, you have to pay chatzinezek. Because of Xerasakasiv, you wouldn't have to pay the second half of the muad, but you still have to pay the tzad tamus because tzad tamus bimakoma omedes. Omar Rav, Rav teaches a din, and we have to figure out how he fits into what we just learned. What does Rav teach us? Let's say you have a, a cow who's a righty. Mu'ad lekeren, you mean. The cow always gores with its right horn. So it's established as a mu'ad with its right horn. But eno mu'ad lekeren small. It never gores or rarely gores with its left horn. So therefore, the animal is considered to be a mu'ad with the right horn and a tam with the left horn. Amri, the Gemara says, Aliba deman. Who does Rav's shita go like? That doesn't work. Even the left one should be chayev because according to Reb Meir, even the tam, and in this case, the left horn is deemed a tam. In that case, we still need shmir ma'ula and it's lacking. And i aliba de Reb Yehuda, my area karen small. No matter what, you'd still be chay of something. You wouldn't be completely putter because even according to Reb Yehuda, you're still obligated to pay a minimum of chatsi nezek even in a tzad muad. So Amre, the Gemara responds that who is Rav's case like? The case where the right horn is muad and the left horn is not. The Gemara says two lines from the bottom Amre la'olam ke Reb Yehuda. Really, Rav Shita aligns with Reb Yehuda. But he disagrees with how Rav Ada Bar Ava understood Rabbi Huda's putter. Really, you're obligated in both. Aval, Muad Legamre, but if an animal is completely Muad, top of Memvavamadalev, Lomishkachas Beitzad Tamus Klal. Rav Adabar Ava wanted to say that when an animal is fully Muad, that you're still Chayev and Chati Nezek for the Tzad Tamus Shabo. But the Gemara is saying that Rav disagrees with Rav Adabar Ava's understanding of Rav Yehuda. And therefore, when our Mishnah says in the name of Rav Yehuda that you're Pater, you're completely Pater. And that brings us to the two dots. And now we're going to analyze the unique shita of Rebbe Lazar, who said, uh, Rebbe Lazar Omer, ain lo shmira elasakin. We had said that if an animal is in fact a muad, the din is that he has to be killed. There is no uh, healing for this animal. He can't be fixed. Omar Rabba, my time at the Rebbe Lazar. Why does Rabba say that the animal needs to be killed? So he does something that's very... Uh, complicated, and he looks at a word in the Torah and changes its tense. <laughs> we know that there's avar, hove, and atid, says the Gemara, de'omar kra velo yishmerenu, shuv ein lo It's impossible to watch this animal in the future. He's, he's not saying that it was impossible in the past. He's saying, now that it's a muad, velo yishmerenu, I'm not able to be shomer this animal. Says the Gemara, wait one second. We have a lot of words in the Torah that are like that. And the Gemara gives a great example. Mem five lines down. If you're looking at the word Yishmerenu and telling me it's Atid and telling me it's a futuristic word, 
Well, if that's true, which is the same format as Yishmerenu, if you have a boar, you're saying you can't cover a boar. A boar is not as dangerous as a shor hamuad. Cover the boar. Just yichasenu, just cover it. You can't say Yishmerenu is future for a boar, for an animal, but Yichasenu is not future for an for a boar. That makes no sense. So then the Gemara says, if you want to even say that that were to be true, that Yechasenu, if there's a boar, it means that we can never cover it again. It's not true. Because if in fact you do cover it property, properly, and still, we see that the covering does work. So therefore, you can't take the word Yishmerenu and make it a future word. That can't be the reason by Rebbe Lazar that he says that which is a Yishmerenu is a future word. Because if you do that, you have to change every other word that's formatted like Yishmerenu. Whatever other words are in Chumash, doesn't matter. So that answer does not work. Last but not least for the day, Why does Rebbe Lazar say, that when we have an animal that's a muad, that it has to be killed? Because the Brysa writes, How do we know that a person should not raise an evil dog in his house? And he shouldn't have a ladder that is unstable at his house. The reason why Rebbe Lazar says that you need a sake and you need to kill this animal is because it's Pasha dangerous. It's no massive halachic chidushim. It's just dangerous. And you have to take care of it. Hadran Allah, Shor Shanagach Arba Vichamisha, you should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Wishing you all a beautiful night.